For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be recapping the 49ers NFC Championship game loss to the Los Angeles Rams from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben and Barry podcast. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing for this episode. Once again, we're going to talk about the unfortunate end to the 49ers season, and we're going to recap kind of everything that happened on Sunday against the Rams. So, to get started, we got to start off from a gambling perspective. We ended up sweeping the board on the final game of the season, as we had the Niners plus three and a half on the road, and the under, and the Niners obviously lost by three, and the game went well under the posted total. So I'll go through the stats, and then I'm going to go through some rants on what exactly went down in the game, and my perspective on it but it's not going to be the same as the usual episode of course because we don't have another game to preview and I of course am not going to be giving out any picks for this episode because there's no game to give picks on so it's going to be a rant video or a rant podcast I should say and we're going to talk about really just what went down so starting off with the stats Garoppolo was pretty good 16 of 30 completion percentage not that great but he had 232 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, the one pick was at the end. He was about to get sacked. It was going to be fourth and 30. He back he backhanded shovel pass uh, right to the running back. Went through his hands, got picked. Had the guy caught it, it would have been fourth and 30 anyway. So it didn't really matter. But he had a QBR of 71. So he played okay. Their ground game did nothing. Debo had seven carries for 26 yards. Elijah Mitchell had 11 carries for 20 yards. The team combined for 20 carries, 50 yards. That will not get it done. As for the receiving core, Devo Samuel had that nice screen pass touchdown. Ended up having four catches for 72 yards with one touchdown. Ayuk had four catches for 69 yards. Mitchell had three catches for 50. And George Kittle had two catches for 27 yards, but he did have one touchdown. As for the defense, they really did their part. I mean, they held the Rams to 20 points. They sacked Stafford twice. They had a very nice red zone interception by Jimmy Ward, which helped keep the first quarter scoreless. Uh, to go through the actual sacks for the Niners defense, you had Nick Bosa with one and a half, and you had Abukum with 
a half. So they did a pretty decent job there. Uh, really wasn't much more to talk about from a statistical perspective. Uh, Garoppolo was sacked zero times, so the offensive line held up from the passing uh, perspective. The ground game, once again, was completely useless. But to go through everything else, Robbie Gould had one field goal. Uh, he had one attempt. He uh, ended up making both extra points, so he still has not missed a kick in his playoff career. Uh, Matt Gay for the Rams ended up ha making two of three. He missed a 54-yarder, but he made a 40-yarder as his long and he also made both extra points. But to go through the numbers for the Rams, Matt Stafford was fantastic. He ended up going 31 for 45, 337 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. The one red zone pick was pretty brutal, but everything else was solid after that. Got sacked twice, QBR of 61.9. As for the ground game, the Rams really did nothing. I expected that going in, and that's what happened. Cam Akers, 13 carries, 48 yards. Sony Michelle, 10 carries for 16 yards. And Stafford had a 14-yard scramble, uh, followed by Neil Downs, whatever. So he finished with five carries and nine yards. Now, as for the receiving core, it was a two-headed monster day. Of course, Cooper Cup is unbelievable. He was great once again. 11 catches, 142 yards, two touchdowns. The Niners couldn't guard him pretty much the entire second half. Uh, Odell was very good as well. Nine catches for 113 yards. You had Blanton, who had 57 yards from the tight end position. And that was pretty much it. So, yeah, two receivers for the Rams combined for 255 receiving yards, and that's kind of the summary of the game. But to go through the actual, I'd say, opinions about the Niners and what they have to do moving forward, I'm going to be pretty thorough here and I'm going to be really honest. So if you are a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy or if you are a big Kyle Shanahan guy, you are probably going to be disappointed in what I have to say, but at least hear me out and try to see where I'm coming from. So I'm going to start off with Garoppolo, who, to be honest, was really not that bad. I'm not going to blame the loss on him. Could he have played better? Sure. Anytime he goes 16 for 30, I think you could definitely bump up that completion percentage a bit. But I mentioned the QBRs. He was roughly 10 points higher than Stafford. He really did not play that badly. And I do think that even though Garoppolo missed a couple of throws he could have made... He had a couple of dangerous throws that were almost intercepted during the course of the game that were not. I can't really blame him when he was playing with multiple injuries for the last couple of weeks. He had a messed up finger, which will probably need surgery on. He had a messed up shoulder, and he still had 232 passing yards. And he played, I'd say, good enough for his team to A, hang in there, and B, almost win the game. Now, of course, he got the ball back with less than two minutes to go after the Rams kicked the go-ahead field goal, and the Niners immediately did nothing. But if you watch the drive, the offensive line on that drive was getting absolutely demolished. And Garoppolo, who isn't very mobile in the first place, he's more mobile than some quarterbacks, but he was kind of running for his life on that entire drive, which resulted in the uh, two, I'd say, useless plays on first and second down, and the almost sack interception. So I'm not going to blame Garoppolo on that one. He tried to make something because a sack pretty much ends the game anyway. And unfortunately, it did not work out. But I'm not going to blame him there. The ground game was awful. I don't know if that's a real testament to Mitchell potentially not being ready to be a full running back one in the NFL. Or if that's just the fact that the Rams defensive line is very good. I'm going with the latter. 
because Mitchell was still good in the regular season. Of course, you were supposed to have Mostert as the starting running back, but he got injured again. Unfortunate, but unsurprising. And you look at the season by Mitchell. I know he battled some injuries. He was pretty good. Trey Sermon, of course, people forgot that the Niners even drafted this year because he was such a non-factor. But Mitchell's good. He'll probably be the starter moving forward. Uh, you can keep in mind that if Mostert is able to come back and if uh, he is healthy, you'll probably see some type of committee. But Mitchell proved he could handle the workload when he needs to, and he unfortunately just had a bad game. Now, Debo Samuel, we know, has been an ex uh, really just an extreme Swiss Army knife for this team, whether it involves him as a running back or as a wide receiver. I do think the Niners can do a better job moving forward of getting him even more involved. I think he should get more carries. I think Samuel is the most dangerous player on the entire team when he has the ball in his hands. And we've seen how good he is at finding holes in the ground game. Seven carries, I know they didn't run the ball well, but that's not enough for me. I think Samuel, you can make an argument, should really deserve 10 carries per game moving forward into next season because he's just so dynamic with the football and he generates a big play almost every game. So, I know he had a big play on the screen pass, 72 receiving yards, which is nice. But he had 14 touches, and to be honest, I think he needs more. I think he needs about 14, 15 touches every game. I know Samuel's had injury issues in the past, which is concerning about my idea. But I think we would agree that the Niners' offense is definitely humming whenever Samuel is a constant ball carrier. And I do think that should be an approach they take next season. As for... The other receivers, Ayuk was pretty quiet for about 60% of the year. Then he picked it up in the second half, played pretty well in the playoffs. Hopefully he can keep that going for next year, but Ayuk doesn't bother me. I think he's pretty good. Uh, you have Kittle, who really just vanished for the last couple of weeks. I know he had a decent game yardage-wise against Green Bay, and he's always a threat to score a touchdown like he did against the Rams. He's got to do better. Uh, you can go through the numbers for Kittle. And for the alleged number one tight end in the league, I don't believe that personally. I think that Kelsey is a bit better. But if you want to go through the last couple of games for Kittle, they're not pretty. Uh, just to go through them here, starting with week 16 against Tennessee. He had 21 yards against the Texans, 29 yards. Against the Rams in the final week of the regular season, he had 10 yards. Against Dallas in the playoff game, he had 18 Against Green Bay, he had 63. And against the Rams, he had 27 yards and one touchdown. So just to break that down again, Kittle had less than 30 receiving yards in five of the last six games of the regular season. And that is definitely inexcusable. Now, could the Niners have done a better job to get him in spots with more space? Possibly. But... If you are that dominant of a tight end, you need to do better. And Kittle, I'm not going to place the blame solely on him. I think scheming does play a factor. But you cannot have less than 30 yards in five of the last six games in the regular season when he is probably your second best offensive player. So that's my takeaway for Kittle. He's got to definitely be more consistent. I know he had the two huge games in back-to-back -back weeks in the back half of the season, but after those two weeks, he went back to being a non-factor, which is a problem. As for the defense, I already went through the performance against the Rams. I thought they played well. I know the pass defense wasn't great because Cup and Odell were just really, really good. 
and the Niners didn't really have many answers. The defensive line is great, though. Bosa was fantastic down the stretch, and even Abuka was solid. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to add. Fred Warner, we know, is a very solid linebacker. He had 10 tackles, 7 solo. Ward had the pick. Very solid corner. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to add. I thought the Niners' defense was good. Uh, the Niners' offensive line was pretty good. And Garoppolo was okay. The ground game did nothing. Kittle did nothing. But Samuel was amazing. So... That's my thoughts on the actual Niners breakdown for the back half of the season. Pretty much just discussing my takeaways for some of the key uh, key skill positions. But that's going to segue us to the actual rant of this podcast. I won't try to go that long, but I can if I wanted to because I got a lot to say on it. It's Kyle Shanahan. And I know you're not going to fire a coach after he took your team to the NFC title game. But I don't know how many blown leads this guy needs to have in the fourth quarter before you realize the guy has an issue with either clock management or just maintaining leads in the fourth quarter. Because, of course, you have the Super Bowl, where he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. They blew the 28-3 lead. We all know how that goes. You also have the Super Bowl against Kansas City where the team pretty much self-destructed in the entire fourth quarter. Then you have this game, where they went into the fourth quarter, leading 17-7, to and got outscored 13 to nothing in the fourth quarter. To make matters worse, I thought the most upsetting part of the game was when the Niners had the coward punt in a three-point game with 10 minutes to go, and the Niners ended up punting on 4th and 2 at the Rams 45. And this decision really bothered me. Because the drive prior, the Rams just went 75 yards for a touchdown. The Niners had the ball for 3 minutes and 33 seconds after that. Went 36 yards. And you punted the ball back to the Rams, who offensively were playing pretty well. The Rams didn't really punt that much in the entire game. Just to actually go through the drive breakdowns in the play-by-play, the Rams only punted one time. So it wasn't like the Niners were getting a bunch of three and outs. The Rams moved the ball. They just had a couple of dumb decisions. They had the turnover on downs on the QB sneak. They had the Stafford interception in the red zone. They were moving the ball. So the fact is that the Niners decided to punt when a first down is obviously not going to end the game because you're only up three and there's 10 minutes to go. But if you get that first down, that is a huge momentum swing there because the Rams might be getting off the field. The Niners have started to wear down the Rams' defense a bit. And yet, you took the delay a game penalty on a bunch of fake snaps and punted. And the Rams, shocker, went 63 yards and kicked a field goal to tie the game right after. And after that drive, by the way, the Niners had two more drives, six plays, negative eight yards of offense. So Shanahan is a fascinating uh, coach to really analyze his decision-making because most of the time when you see NFL coaches who get extremely conservative and decide to punt on fourth and short in plus territory, usually it's a defensive coach. You talk about the Fangios, even the Mike Tomlins of the world. Guys who 
are not exactly known for their offensive expertise, who rely on their defense arguably more than they should, but those are the type of coaches that usually punt on fourth and short and plus territory. Kyle Shanahan has one of the best running schemes in the league. I know it didn't work against the Rams, but that's in general. He's viewed as being a brilliant offensive mind. And yet, as an offensive coach, he did not trust his team to pick up two yards against the Rams. And I feel like had they gotten that conversion, they would be in a much better spot to win the game. Of course, if they miss it, then the Rams are at the 45. But the Rams weren't punting much anyway. And I do think that the Niners really, I'd say, screwed screwed up the opportunity when Shanahan ended up uh, punting. We saw the same thing against Dallas. When you want to settle for a bunch of 50-yard field goals against the Cowboys. Now, they won the game. But the truth is, the Cowboys, I know the game ended on that QB draw by Dak, which is still hilarious, but that game should really have never come down to the wire that way. The Niners dominated that game for about the first, I don't even know, 25 minutes of that game. And yet, the game came down to the wire because Shanahan got ultra-conservative and he kept the other team in the game instead of trying to deliver the dagger And I feel like that's been the summary of his coaching career in the fourth quarter. He does all of the heavy lifting, and then when it's time to deliver the dagger, he panics. And I feel like that is definitely at least a noticeable conclusion that I got from the game and pretty much in his entire career. They're not going to fire him, but in future reference as an offensive coach, you got to go for that on fourth and two, man, at the Rams 45 even a even if you make it you end up settling for a field goal gold's been money from anywhere from inside 55 so those extra three points would have been huge would have put you up six but that's my brief rant on shanahan i think he's a pretty good coach but he's abysmal with the lead in the fourth quarter and i feel like i gotta bring that point to light but once again it's unfortunate that the Niners' season is over of course it would have been nicer if had they made it to the super bowl But that's going to do it for our regular season and playoff coverage of the Niners. I might just recap the entire season next week. I'm still not really sure what we're going to do. Usually, I would try to pivot to baseball at some point in the near future. But of course, they are in the middle of a work stoppage. So I'm not sure what's going to go on there. Maybe I'll go through college basketball. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure yet. But I'll probably go back to the Warriors, I'm being honest, because of course... They are approaching the All-Star break, and the Warriors are really good. So I'll probably go back to the NBA. But as for the Niners' season, unfortunately, they did not accomplish their goal of winning a Super Bowl. But on the bright side, for a gambling podcast, we did go 2-0 on the final game prediction of the season. But that has been this installment of the the Betting Bray Podcast here for Thursday, February 3rd. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.